Today's special guest is Deborah Dobbs. I'm so honored to have you here today. I have, you and I have been friends a long time. I was thinking about, back, about how long have we been friends? It's been over 10 years. At least. Uh-huh. Yes. And I will tell you, I met your husband first, and we were on a case with the Stratford at the time, and J.B. Smith had brought David into that project, and that's how I met David. And I'll never forget the time that he said, hey, what do you think about being on the board with SPCA with my wife? I went, well, I hadn't thought about that. And uh, actually, he just wanted you to have some help, and he just, he actually told me, he said, I want my wife back. (laughs) That's what he said to me. (laughs) And I understood what he meant when I met you, because you were grassroots going into this SBCA thing and dog rescue. I want to talk to you a little bit about that. You're a lawyer. That's correct. I mean, a big lawyer. Your husband's one of the best lawyers I've ever seen and have had the pleasure to deal with. Tell us what happened. How did you get into dog rescue? Well, I started out in Tyler as a prosecutor initially working for Jack Skeen and um, did a lot of work in the child abuse unit and then started becoming aware of the need for animals, uh, children and animals. They're the ones that need a voice. Mm-hmm. And there was such a, a void uh, 15 years ago in East Texas, uh, in Tyler specifically, for mm-hmm. animals and resources for animals. And since that time, there's been great strides mm-hmm. have been made uh, by our city and our county, as well as some local rescues. So. It, it started out as a seed, and it grew into a, it's, it, it's, it's, it's got far-reaching effects now. So it does. I'm very it does. pleased with things that have occurred. You didn't wake up and go, hey, I'm going to open a rescue, though. You, no, no. <laughs> I think was kind of helping, weren't you? Were you I was volunteering you? at what was then the Humane Society of East Texas, mm-hmm. which was the only facility in our area for animals, and they were serving not only as the rescue, uh, but as the city pound and uh, the county pound, and the pound. So they were doing it all, They then. were doing it all. Mm-hmm. For all. There were nine municipalities bringing all their strays. The county was bringing all their strays, and the city was bringing all their strays to this tiny little 50-year-old building mm-hmm. that was way, way over overextended, both the people and the building itself. And that was in early 90s, mid-90s, mm-hmm. so... Wow, wow, wow. So you were volunteering and then something just happened to make you want to go, we got to do something different. I realized there was a tremendous uh, need for some new plans, new, new action, recruitment of, uh, and, and education and awareness and, and all those things. And um, so I jumped on and, and started my own train, basically, because mm-hmm. I, I felt like there was a lot of work to do. And I didn't feel like I could just start telling everybody what to do, so mm-hmm. I had to start uh, the ball rolling you had been a little uh, several years down the road when I met you you were at SPCA East Texas Uh, you started that founded it I became involved and you had just rented this little place behind what we call Chip Swinney's office back there on Old Bullard Road Mm -hmm. and hosting adoption events every Saturday I remember that's when I got in was getting involved. That was the coolest thing. It was boots on the ground. It was a lot of volunteers. You could see the love. You could see, I mean, people worked hard. It was an amazing, amazing 
That tiny little building. I don't even know if it was a thousand square feet. I don't think it was. It I was don't either. So small. Maybe seven fifty. But we had so much activity and so much energy and people coming all day long. Dogs were being adopted out of there just left and right. Dogs, cats. Mm-hmm. People were calling on us for help. It was a it was a, a nucleus for mm-hmm. all kinds of things, animal needs based. Mm-hmm. And then you uh, founded the Spade Neuter Clinic, Snippet. Yes, in yeah. 2014, Snippet was opened mm-hmm. and uh, began performing high-volume spay-neuter. Mm-hmm. And tens of thousands of dogs and cats have been spayed and neutered wow. since then. Amazing, so amazing. Makes it affordable for those who can't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Before that, there was no other high-volume spay-neuters around, were there? There was not. Mm-hmm. There was not, and uh, as a result, there were just lots and lots of unwanted litters and unplanned litters and, mm-hmm. and strays mm-hmm. that became homeless and made more litters. Yeah. I think you even had an opportunity where people, if they didn't have the money, you had vouchers that would help them. We did. There were uh-huh. some grants, and uh, then there were also arrangements that could be made. If you wanted to bring your female dog in, we would uh, care for her through her pregnancy, allow her to have her puppies, and then spay, vaccinate mom, and give her back at no charge. And then the puppies would all be taken into the program. So that was a really great way to encourage people to fix their animal. Mm-hmm. I hate to say fix because they're not broken. Yeah. But spay and neuter their pets to prevent those puppies and, and uh, additional homeless animals. So you guys would take them in. Ad- adoptions for us. I mean, you were completely foster-based, obviously. There's completely. no place to have dogs hang out and and that was one of your missions and goals was not to have them in a shelter where they're behind cages and stuff like that you wanted them in the beds with little kids and boys and girls at night acclimating them to family these pets that have been in cages for extended periods of time they're they're not acclimated to Mm -hmm. an environment that's a home, mm-hmm. uh, and, and they haven't learned their manners, mm-hmm. and fostering allowed these animals to become mm-hmm. not strays anymore. They became family members. They were transitioned into a home with hopefully a good set of ground rules, mm-hmm. and, and puppies were always a little more challenging, but, yeah. but these dogs uh, will learn to trust again, and they become great, great members of your family with a little bit of time. Yeah, I mean, I can only imagine, you know, the benefits of getting a dog that's been in foster care through a oh, home. It's, versus, it's not day. Yeah, it's not I would day. think so. I would think so. I know we fostered several animals to the SPCA, and it was just such a privilege to do that. And they, they, I mean, they every one of them tug at your heart, and you remember every one of them. Absolutely. Uh-huh. And it, it's very difficult to, to. As a few of them are still there at your house. I know. <laughs> we have a few foster failures in our house still. We do. So let, let's talk about the fact that SBCA built up, uh, a snippet has built up. Um, I you I served on the board up until about six months ago, and you're no longer with SPCA. I have started a new chapter. Yeah, it's still it's still being formulated, but yeah. uh, there's so many things that this part of the country, East Texas, has a bit of a reputation mm-hmm. for the way we have you know homeless and stray animals mm-hmm. and, and that sort of thing so there is uh, there's always something that can be done mm-hmm. for a- anybody and everybody that wants to pitch in mm-hmm. let's start with you know wax was formulated years ago as a fundraising arm for SPCA. fabulous idea thank you very much for that 
We did it. We started out with volunteers. Everything you did was volunteer-based, Deborah. I loved it. I loved the fact that you had people that would join in. It's amazing what you do when you get people that join in and they're volunteers versus paid staff. The hearts of those people are different. Agreed. The hearts of yep. a volunteer yep. is so much different. And I remember when we started WAGS, it was it was a girlfriends that got together, and we would have wine together, but we would fundraise. Each one of them had their own little fundraise. They sold stuffed animals. They, it was crazy the money that we were raising just here and there. I think the membership was twenty bucks. Some people were given a hundred dollars a month, and that went to pay. I know just the overhead to keep the lights on in these little small buildings. Yes. Uh, and then we got the great idea a couple of years ago to put in a actual shop. We were renting a storage warehouse over off the East Loop, and it was 1,500 square feet. And it was full because being that in the real estate business, we were collecting people's furniture that they didn't want anymore. They were wanting to donate, and we were collecting it for WAGs, going over, selling it on Marketplace. We were running back and forth, and all of a sudden, boom, we decided <laughs> to open a retail store. And uh, the retail store, we've got several lines of retail new items for gifts, and then it's turned into some great antiques, and it's turned into consignment for a cause now. And if you go into our place on um, in Barkfield Center, it's just brimming. The place is full of beautiful things. It's a natural, uh, I think, uh, partnership for the real estate business and the nonprofit uh, to partner up because uh, you and your agents are always, you always have homes that are being turned over and new owners and things being sold. And mm-hmm. there's just a natural connection with, with things that really nice things that mm-hmm. need to be resold and re- repurposed. And so it created a, an easy stream of, I say easy, you guys did a lot of the work, uh, but, it, but it was an, it's sort of a natural thing mm-hmm. for the real estate agents to be part of WAGS, and, and I love that partnership. Yeah, we, we've had a great time, and we're continuing to have a great time. WAGS has taken on a little bit of a different mission, though, and I'm so excited to sit here and talk to you about yes, it. Yes, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, we've had many conversations about what we're, we're planning on doing and what we are doing. But, you know, we were, um, several weeks ago, we had this idea to um, maybe help homeless animals of, of the homeless people. Correct. If I'm saying that correctly. Right. And uh, we kind of got involved with, um, I made a call to my friend over at the Tyler Street team. She put me with Heidi. Uh, over at Hunger for Love, and when I heard about Hunger for Love's mission, Heidi reminded me of you when I met you. <laughs> I just wanted to crack. Just, she, she touched my soul when I met her. She reminded me so much of you because her mission is just boots on the ground, volunteers, and helping and making a difference because that's how you obviously work with SPCA. I think that there is a certain amount of stubbornness yeah. that Heidi and I may share. Exactly. Um, don't tell me no. Yeah. Just tell me how. We're going to fix this. Yeah, and Heidi's uh, been feeding the homeless for 12 years. When I interviewed her, I said, what a commitment. Yeah. That's all I can think she's of is what just, a commitment. 12 a years, every Saturday, going down and feeding the homeless under the bridge and it just, it, it just touched me. So I thought, well, what if we provided the dog food? That's, that's what I thought whenever Heidi and I met. She goes, well, sure. And then the next thing you know, we got into, well, 
who's paying for feeding the people? Right. And then we started thinking and brainstorming, and she tells me, Heidi's feeding 144 people for $400 for the food. I'm going, how do you do that? How do you do that? I mean, she budgets. She buys it right, buys it in bulk. $400 feeds 144 people. That's incredible. Volunteers cook the food. I mean, when I saw that, I went, oh, lady, we could help you is what I'm thinking. So we sponsored the first week when we got involved, and you and David are sponsoring. You and David committed to sponsoring once a month now. We've got other businesses that are climbing on what we're doing, and they're sponsoring. Colin Fop over here is sponsoring. We've talked to several others today that are going to be getting on the bandwagon with us. And our mission and goal now is to help Heidi get this sponsored out every week. It's a great, great idea. Mm -hmm. And speaking from someone who has kind of walked in Heidi's shoes um, for over a decade, when new people come in and they have new energy and a new – excitement for Mm -hmm. what you're doing it it recharges you because there is a a a depletion of energy and and just getting out of bed in the morning and and having new people come in uh like what you've done with wags and and the group that you're recruiting now to participate it it will give her i think i can speak for her and Mm -hmm. say that i i feel it will give her renewed energy Mm -hmm. and keep her going for another 10 years you know I mean it it, it takes its toll Mm -hmm. and it's so important to let new people come in and expand your circles and Mm -hmm. and educate the community because a lot of people have no idea they have no idea they have no idea we didn't have any idea and I know you didn't either you've been with me under the bridge the last two Saturdays yeah it's mind-blowing it's all ages all walks of life Life-changing. All different stories. Mm-hmm. Our team that goes with us down, I mean, we've had a team of over 10, 12 people each week volunteering with us down there. And it's like it, you have to really process it when you're done. And you have to, you're, it humbles you. You're grateful. You're thankful for the life you have. Mm-hmm. But all you can think about is what can I do to help? Yeah. What can I do to help? So each week, you know, we have found a need uh, last week, our first week there, we could tell there was a need for blankets for the homeless. Um, and not only just the food. I mean, we can do the food. That's easy. But we went ahead and got the blankets, too, this last week. Everybody had a blanket. I vowed that we weren't leaving here until everybody had access to our blankets. And this week, we're coming back, and our campaign is Wags Warmth. Uh, campaign we're running right now. And we have we have a wish list on Amazon right now, and people are buying all the items on the Amazon it's wish list. It's so easy to do. And, and, yeah, I mean, we got gloves, we got necks, we got toboggans, socks was a big thing. Mm-hmm. And so I know when we go, well, right now we have 120 pairs of socks that we're going to be able to take out. That's awesome. It's amazing. It's just, it's just, it's truly amazing. Well, you don't realize the simple comforts that we mm-hmm. all take for granted. And when your life is so, so hard, mm-hmm. just a soft blanket, a, a new soft blanket mm-hmm. to, to wrap up in at night, it, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. It's huge. It's huge. And what we're finding is that many people are getting on board with us to help. That's what's so heartwarming. I know our agents here in our office is, are just 100% on board with this. And you and I brainstormed a little bit last night, and we're making some calls for some 
different avenues uh, that you had recommended, and so we're excited to hear the outcome of those. Major stores are getting involved with this right now. Food, obviously. We have a pet food bank we're putting together. I was called by another organization last night that said, hey, we provide meals to senior citizens, but they don't always have food for their dogs and cats. And I thought, yes, we can be the source for that. Absolutely. And so with our food bank, we're going to be the source for several different organizations that need dog and cat food. And uh, I'm so excited about that. Pets bring such a, a level of enrichment to a lot of people that are alone or elderly or shut-ins. Mm-hmm. Um, they just bring so much joy. But there is a financial responsibility there, and um, it's sad when you see someone have to give up a pet simply because they can't afford it. So this is a really great way to keep that happy part of their life, which might be the only happy part yeah. of their life. It's interesting that you would say that. You know, in our research and study, when we started studying the the need for helping uh, homeless pets or pets in general. The third biggest reasons for somebody surrendering their animal to a shelter is financial means they do not have the financial means to take care of it and feed it. Third reason. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's a big need for this. There's people that have loving homes but maybe don't have the financial resources, especially senior citizens that we're finding. Um, that's going to lead me to my next thing, the Street Vet Alliance. Absolutely. I came up with that name just the other day. <coughs> mm-hmm. The Street Vet, Vet Alliance uh, is a group of volunteer vets, volunteer vet techs that will come out to where we are under the bridge and will donate their services, rabies. We'll be having uh, spade neuter vouchers, um, worming, heartworm prevention, all the things for wellness that an animal is going to need. And there, there is a need for that because uh, it, 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 is, it can get very expensive to provide that routine care for your animal. And it's a seasonal thing. It'll change. The, the weather will impact uh, the needs of the animal and the hot weather versus the really cold weather. And so all of these things are part of the animal's quality of life. And I've seen these owners literally give their food to their animal and go hungry. So that is just tragic. I believe it. I believe it. I know the ones, the dogs that we're encountering of the homeless people, they're very well taken care of. They're very well fed. Extremely well taken care of. They look good. Um, They're friendly dogs. Yeah. It's crazy. A lot of them, you know, they're right there with their owner. They're not on leashes, but they mine well. I mean, it's amazing what we're seeing. There is a true bond. There absolutely is. There is is a true bond. There absolutely is. So... I thank you for being a part of what we're doing. Heck yeah. Uh, I just, I think it's amazing. I love your ideas and your energy. And every time the phone rings and it's you, I know there's something new. (laughs) She's been up all night planning. Well, I've got a lot of energy for this right now, and I'm very excited about it. I'm very excited the direction that WAGS is taking with it. And I'm excited that we have so much community support. Yes. And volunteer support. It's a great we time of year. We have people reaching out wanting to volunteer. We have people reaching out, what do you need? So I'm just so thankful for you and David, what you guys have committed to so far. Absolutely. Uh, for We're excited to see this evolve. Absolutely. Well, guys, thank you for joining us today, and stay tuned next Friday. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.